What's up, guys? It's your boy Lance from the Heel Turn Collective, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Whole Fast is based in Colorado Springs, and they are a responsibly sourced coffee that they grind in-house. You heard me right, in-house. And right now, if you use the promo code HEELTURN20, you get 20% off your entire basket today over at wholefastcoffeeco.com. So make sure you're helping out a great small local business and your favorite heels, and check out the Whole Fast Coffee Company. And now, for this week's episode. You are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. Hell, what's going on? It's week 35. I, I can't, every time I say it, I just can't believe it. But it's week 35 of the Heel Turn Collective podcast. I am the man with the plan, Lance, and I'm joined again by my partner in crime and everything that I do, Shane Douglas Riley. Shane, what's going on? Oh, 35, baby. Baker's dozen. Um, yeah. You're having a pretty good day. I did have a little bit of a of a showdown with um, Planet Fitness today. Uh, oh, a- oh, oh, well, do tell. So, I've been, you know, I, I, I haven't gone to the gym in a year because, honestly, I just don't trust the teenagers that work at Planet Fitness to actually keep Planet Fitness sanitary. Amidst the global <laughs> pandemic, um, uh-huh. you know, common sense stuff there. But um, yeah, so I go like we've moved, transferred the gym to this new gym. I thought, um, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take take a shot. We're gonna see what happens here. Um, I get in there and they're like, you're not in our system. Um, which also uh. there's like the like setup like where it's like, oh, you know masks are mandatory in there i get in there literally no one in that gym is wearing a, in a, wearing a mask and i'm just like jesus christ this is fantastic um maybe one maybe one day when we're all dead yeah maybe one um, day uh so yeah i get in there and after i so i've battled with planet fitness before you know i've been in the trenches <laughs> with planet fitness this is not new this is around probably five if we're being honest um so I'm on the phone with my old Planet Fitness, talking to the, the to the new Planet Fitness, and I'm just I'm just out I'm just completely left out to dry here. They literally just didn't let me work out, so I just drove the whole way to a gym and then had to just go home. <laughs> wait a minute. So so wait a minute. The club in Colorado couldn't like fix you up. Yeah. So the club in, in Colorado, I went in there and they're like, cool, like you know, we'll set up the transfer. You're good to go. I'm like sick. And then, you know, I go to the the club in Johnstown here and shout out to anyone who's listening, who works in that gym, your gym sucks. Um, Mm. and, and they're like, they're like, um, so you actually can't transfer. If you go to a gym, you have to do it online. And I was like, then I don't know what I did in Colorado then, because that lady 100% said that you're good to go. You are transferred. When I talk to them at the desk, um, the, the dreaded, you're good to go. You know, yeah. it's like you, you want to take it at face value, but a lot of times you can't, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's you know? so it, uh, it just frustrating. I'm, I'm going to be scarred by this. I'm go- never going to trust another living, breathing human being ever again. Um, and that's just the end of it. Yeah. Well, look, Shane, our society's going all robotic anyway, so. In about five years, we're not going to have to worry about all this horse shit. True. You know what I'm won't saying? even have to work out because all of our limbs are going to be replaced with a, uh, um, with robots. You know, it's going to yeah. be sick. And the only thing they're going to say in their like biomechanical voices are, "You should have wore a mask, mm-hmm. mask, mask." But uh, 
But I mean, that sucks. So like, okay, so I mean, you you go to the 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 one in Colorado. They say you're transferred, and then obviously they didn't. Or have they still been charging you? So I had my account on a freeze because I was like, if I'm not going, yeah, I mean that's like, stupid. Yeah. So I, I I've had my my account frozen. Um, thought I was good to go. Turns out I'm not. And then I was talking to to, to my good friend Steve about this whole situation, this whole inter- interaction because I'm I not need- Steve Arino. Steve Arino, and we think that the black card at Planet Fitness might be a giant sham. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I am a black card member. Um, Why? Because so the my first battle with Planet Fitness was um, I was out of town. And they're like, oh, well, the only reason, like, and I tried to transfer to another gym where I was, like, at the studio whenever we were recording. And they're like, yeah, you just transfer there. Like, it's like, you can do it for a month. And then whenever you come back, just transfer back and you're good to go. And I was like, that's perfect. So do that. Work out in Nebraska for a month. Come home. Went to go to the gym. And they're just like, you're not in our system. And I was like, oh, oh um, and I was like, I'm trying to transfer back. You know, I was told this and they're like. You, you can only transfer once every 90 days. And I was just like, so literally my options were don't go to the gym or get a black card. Um, so I do. Well, the, I mean, you get unlimited tanning, so. Yeah, true. Except for that gym didn't have a tanning bed in it. Um, of course it didn't. Because <laughs> why would you offer the black card yeah. with all of its like so, perks and it doesn't even have it? You know. So, yeah, so I'm hit with the like, cool, like, you know, I'm just. I'll just black card like I can use the any gym on earth and I'll never have to worry about this ever again. And it just turns out that it's just going to get harder. That's um, simply not true, Shano. That's simply not true, buddy. I, any, look, existence is hell. Some, existence yeah, exactly, is hell. Exactly. Anytime something seems simple, anytime you have a simple rudimentary thing, People seem to fuck it up with with unyielding yeah. consistency. Which I think at this point, I think it's an it's not necessarily that Planet Planet Fitness's like operation is messed up. I just think that they have a vendetta against me. Like I think it is. I think it is one hundred percent in their heads. Like as the mass, you know, um, is it is us against Shane Riley or or well, car, or card number blah 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 blah. Well, the only thing, yeah, they don't see you as Shane Riley. They see you as card number, you know, whatever, 16 numbers follow it or whatever. But uh, um, I I have a firm belief that you set off the lunk alarm at Planet Fitness, and that's the reason you're being blackballed. Look, I take a lot of pride, and whenever I clock into the gym, I go in there solely for to, to gym intimidate. you know. I'm mm. clanging and banging. I'm wearing cutoff shirts. I'm wearing drinking out of my gallon jug, which also that okay. That's another thing. Not to get on this whole Planet Fitness tangent here. No, no, it's all right. Just let it out. Yeah, I, we got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. So the whole judgment free zone thing. Isn't the lunk alarm itself kind of judgy? Isn't the whole like, oh, so this guy, this guy's a meathead because he drinks out of a gallon water bottle. He just likes hydration. He's <laughs> there's no. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost um, like it's almost like Planet Fitness is like the Little Caesars of the gym world, you know. Like you get it at a discount, but the people that are in there are like people that are in there are like grossly overweight, and their their boom time is probably like 
the first part of the year, you know, January through March, and then they see their memberships just take a fucking nosedive. (laughs) Because, first of all, these motherfuckers are serving pizza on Wednesdays. Well, that's the thing. But also, dude, they get you because you have to lock into a year-long membership, and to cancel, it's like another $40. Well, that's another question I was going to ask. You have to cancel in the actual gym. So how the hell are you going to cancel your membership? Yeah. Like, like, cause you can't do it over the phone. They, Planet Fitness might be a, a like a little kind of consp- not conspiracy theory, a little little pyramid scheme. I think what they're the pulling fuck, one man? over on us. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? So did it you re sign up for the one? And did you re sign no, up for I, the one? And- I'm just uh, so I. They were like, "Yo, like you, you know, you have until this day to re sign up." And I was like, "I'm not doing another down payment. I'm already a member of this gym, you idiots." Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, "I'm just gonna leave." Um, and and do all the things because they're like, yeah, like you need a barcode, but the other gym is like, no, your barcode is your phone number. But this gym's like, no, you need a barcode. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, y'all got to talk this one out because I'm hearing two very conflicting arguments. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need you to get on. I need you to get on the fucking horn with the Colorado Springs Plan of Fitness right now. This is an investigation, an investigation by Detective Riley right now. Why the fuck can I not use my membership? Yeah. You know, um, well, I mean, Shane, look, I, this is the way that I look at it. If that's the worst thing that's happened to you, I guess it's not so bad, right? Not the worst. It's, it's the worst thing that happened to me today. Yeah, it's true. That's um, true. I, I actually started the keto diet and I'm down 25 pounds, right? But I'm super nervous about reintroducing carbs into my diet. I'm like, I'm like, a, you know, cause I'm like one of those guys that are like, man, I got to lose a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. So I went on keto and I hate going to the fucking gym. Yeah. I hate going to the gym because look, I know, I know Shane together. We are vicious and delicious. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like, I just, I don't know. The gym doesn't really, uh, <laughs> isn't really somewhere where I want to kind of be on a regular basis. Cause first of all, smells terrible. Yeah. And second of all, why do I got to clean up after myself? That's somebody terrible. else's job. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get someone in here with a hose and figure it out. Yeah, for real. But uh, but look, uh, we wish you the best of luck in your future uh, Planet Fitness in Denver's there, Shano. So. Yeah, uh, I'm going to need all the, all the help I can get. All right, well, fair enough. This is the Heel Turn Collective Podcast. In case you're just joining us, Shane having kind of like a uh, midlife crisis with Planet Fitness. And we're going to work through it. Make sure you hit them up at Rain Shylene. Let them know. We feel for you, buddy. Yeah. We feel for you. Thank you. I, uh, I needed that. This, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is the Heel Turn Collective Podcast. We're in week number 35, I believe, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. what I said. It was 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and last week we had Michael Rowe on. Good friend of the show. He's an awesome dude. Uh, obviously a Titans fan. A little salty after that uh Baltimore loss, but I, I assume the comeuppance uh, came yesterday. I won't spoil too much uh, because we will be talking about the divisional playoffs coming up here. And, and Shane, I mean, this is really it for our in-season kind of coverage of the NFL, man. And so two more uh, weeks. Next couple, absolutely. So uh, we're going to start transitioning into the off-season, as we call it, uh, start having more guests that involve things other than sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the NFL reconvenes and July and August, we'll be right back there 
uh, to talk all kinds of shit about it. So uh, we have a whole bunch to talk about with that, plus a lot of coaching changes. Shane Stradamus, just a full plate today, buddy. So are you ready to rock and roll? Let's roll. Before we do, make sure you check out the sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code HEELTURN20 to get 20% off your entire basket today. Shane, is it just coffee? Not coffee. We got hats. We got, uh, you know, shirts. Um, cups. Cups. Everything. Uh, so, yeah, man, the, the lot what, of it. What a read. But, uh, hey, look, I admitted it on our other show, uh, One with the Undercard. Make sure you check that out every Saturday. I admit it, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I have bought some merchandise off Hold Fast because I love supporting small businesses. Mm-hmm. I love Benny Snyder over there. He's a great dude. And yep. our boy um, Hayden works over there, too. Uh, yep. Shout out, Big shout out to Hayden. Undisputed but, uh, Barista of the Week and Undisputed Freak of the Week as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but make sure you check out them. They're a great uh, small local business in Colorado. And anytime you can support a small local business, especially right now, Mm -hmm. you should make sure to do that. And you'd be helping out your favorite heels. So there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. But uh, without further ado, Shane, let's talk some shit and get our asses whipped. Let's rock and roll. So right off the right off the top, buddy, there is um, a couple of things before we get into the games. A couple of things to kind of uh, brush up on in the NFL, other than the divisional games, which is kind of wild to me that there's more news in the NFL other than the playoffs going on. The yeah. biggest story circulating right now, and we didn't get a chance to touch on it last week, but we'll do it this week. Deshaun Watson in Houston is. Um, he is not happy, Shane. Um, he D- dare he I say like, he's downright miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, he put on Twitter the other day. Uh, I was at a two. Now I'm at a ten. That is not good. Okay, yep. Deshaun Watson's one of the great young quarterbacks in this league, and he he had a pretty stellar season for a team that went four and twelve. If yep. I do say so myself, um, we are noted Watson eh guys on mm-hmm. this show. You probably like him a little bit more than I do, but this year he showed me he's got guts, he's got grittiness, and he's got toughness. Uh, when your team isn't good and you're still balling out, I think that shows a lot about who you are. Yeah. So, look, Deshaun Watson has won my uh, confidence, whatever that means. Uh, he's won it now. Like, I'm a Deshaun Watson guy. But apparently he asked the McNair family, who owns the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. he asked them to be a part of the GM search and they paid like I heard something ridiculous. Like they paid this marketing firm like a hundred grand to try to find them a GM, and then they went with somebody that that company didn't even like select. Wasn't even on the radar. <laughs> like what the fuck, man? Like I wish I just had a hundred grand to flush down the fucking shitter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I wish that I had that kind of money. But like, um, look, you have to involve. See. When we think starting quarterback in the NFL, we think, oh, they just go on the field and they're they're field generals and they go out and they win games. That's all they do. There's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Your franchise quarterback, I think you can make the argument, is actually part of your management team. Wouldn't you make wouldn't you make your starting quarterback who you thought was your franchise part of all the decision making processes? Yeah. I mean, because like that person I'm gonna play for him. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And I and I have to lead this team. And if I don't think that it's a good idea to bring this guy in, mm-hmm. you know, hey, look, man, I'm the franchise quarterback. Do you want me here or not? It's a simple conversation yeah. that you need to have with yourself. You know, so 
a lot of people are going to look at this and say, well, Deshaun Watson's just bitching. You know what I mean? He makes millions of dollars. Shut the fuck up. Blah, blah, blah. It's not how we roll anymore, man. Yep. Like, these boomers need to get this out of their head. Okay, yep. and I'm singling them out. Yep. All right, because a lot of times boomers will be like, well, back in my day, blah, blah, blah. Well, this isn't 1960, man. You know, people know what they're worth now. Mm-hmm. And, and Deshaun Watson is smart enough. I heard Dan Orlovsky put it beautifully this morning. Deshaun Watson is smart enough not to let his career wither away with a terrible franchise. Yeah. Yep. Come on, man. Like, I, do you think that? Do you think Deshaun Watson would be better off with the Jets? Because I do. I I think I'm getting there. Um, because I think, oh, man, because the Jets were actively trying to blow the season for draft capital, and I think that the Texans weren't. Like I think yeah, the, the Texans were just derailed this year. Well, I mean, they had no, they had no fucking buddy, man. Yeah, they had no, they had nobody because you just you trade DeAndre Hopkins in the off season, mm-hmm. ridiculous for David Johnson, who was only fucking, who he had, was like, only three there good for, years. Yeah, like it's just so I don't understand. I don't understand the logic behind that. I really don't yeah. like. I don't know what the fuck Bill O'Brien was like doing. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I did because I, I had like kind of a soft spot towards Bill O'Brien. Not anymore, man. Not anymore. That's for goddamn sure. Yep. And now, so, so now we're kind of faced with this situation where, you know, even if, because now um, Eric Bieniemy has been getting no love for head coaches, you know, for head coaching vacancies, mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson has said. Hey, I want you to hire Eric Bieniemy, and now naturally, naturally, they're interviewing, they're interviewing him. Mm-hmm. Now the question, the question becomes, Shane, does a coach want any part of that shit in Houston? I, I can't imagine. Um, like, because it feels like now every with every passing day, you just see more and more insanity coming out about the, the Texans ownership. Um, mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I think, and I saw, I, what was it the um oh someone i forget what the what the actual wordage of it was but someone put that like whereas um uh like the texans went from going to from a least desirable like coaching thing to being mm-hmm. like completely undesirable yeah and it that's was like exactly what it- and, it, and it's been over the last couple weeks like that there's geez what the heck <clears throat> they just keep shooting themselves in the foot Jesus Christ, Shane, clear your throat. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so mm-hmm. look, now you have a disgruntled quarterback, and now the question is, going into the offseason here, the question is going to be, um, look, what do you do with Deshaun Watson? If he's truly unhappy and they trade him, Shane, mm-hmm. I think you get the – we'll see the biggest trade haul in history. Yeah, draft pick-wise for sure, dude. For I think sure. I think Deshaun Watson – I think he garners at least three first-round draft picks. Three. I'd agree with that. Um, they got two for Jalen Ramsey, yeah. and I could make the argument that Deshaun Watson is more of a playmaker than Jalen Ramsey. You know? Man. Although Jalen Ramsey's a hell of a well, corner. He let's is. Let's put it this way. But, put it this way. Maybe not a, better, a bigger playmaker, but he's more impactful. Because he's the fucking quarterback. He touches though. the ball every play. Um, Come on, man. Like, that's... Yeah, you know, dude. So, I just... I think that I think that deal is going to be blockbuster. Would be putting it lightly, and yeah. oh yeah, and here here's my little my little thing here. 
that's going to be a package deal too. So I think that deal is going to be bigger than what we think it's going to be. Well, look, I, if you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, you give up the two, mm-hmm. your other first round pick this year, mm-hmm. and then a fir- the first round pick next year to get them. Yep. I would. I and, would. Because then that sets Houston up with the ability mm-hmm. uh, to to draft a quarterback yep. with the number two pick, you know? So um, there's a lot of moving parts, man. And so it's going to be very, very interesting um, to kind of see how it all kind of plays out. Um, look, I am very pro player in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. I really am. Especially because, when, when a franchise is actively choosing to not work alongside yeah. said player 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So no matter how it happens, and we're going to talk more about Houston uh, later on in the show because it seems like they had two of these situations going on at the same time in two different sports. But uh, but look, I I think Deshaun Watson has played his last down as a Houston Texan. What says you? Yeah, I mean that's that's hard to that's it's hard to disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I I just think that uh, this relationship is a little too fractured to fix. No matter who you hire, I think it's too little too late. Mm-hmm. And it's a goddamn shame because yeah. if he goes out and he well, goes and wins a Super Bowl with like Miami or something, mm-hmm. Houston fans will never, ever forgive this fucking franchise. Yeah. Well, it's, I think, yeah, dude, I just, I, Houston Texans have officially, and not even just entered, but I think they've like cemented themselves as, I think, the most hopeless franchise in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Like, Look, no coach is going to want to take it. Yep. And then, I mean, the facts are the facts, man. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson is a franchise quarterback, and you're surrounding him with nothing. Yep. And it's a shame, you know? So he sees guys like Matt Stafford. He sees guys like, you know, whoever else have been playing so long in the same spot, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, ah, you know what? Matt Ryan, you know, he went to a Super Bowl once, but we're going to talk more about the Falcons here in a second. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think Deshaun Watson, Shane agrees. Uh, I, we think that Deshaun Watson has played his last down as a Houston Texan. Yep. So look, um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. Um, the league year starts, I believe, the second week of March. So you know, as it gets closer, I'm sure it'll be more and more. Uh, it's going to be a very fun off season. A very yeah, this is going to be a fun off season. Yeah. Well, I mean, great segue, Shane, because not mm-hmm. only do we have that, we also have five new coaches in the NFL. The biggest one having to be, Shane, the biggest one has to be Urban Meyer to Jacksonville uh, for a multitude of reasons. One, because Urban Meyer has no NFL experience at all. Yep, He coached at Utah. He coached at Florida and Ohio State. He he won everywhere he went. Like Utah went like 12-0. I think it was Alex Smith. Alex Smith is like like last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They went like 12-0 and shit. So uh, he's a winner. He's a proven winner, although he did overlook some shit at Florida that probably shouldn't have been overlooked. Allegedly. But, yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, you just have Aaron Hernandez out there murdering people, you know? So, um, uh, allegedly. I, yeah. I don't know. If they I also had Tebow to offset it, so, you know. Yeah, you know. You got good and evil, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shane, what is your initial reaction when you hear something like that? Um, extreme hesitation. Um which I think mm-hmm. is like I think that that move is one hundred percent like a sell in seats move. Um, mm-hmm. I dude, these super super successful college coaches, as much as I love them, like Chip, the Chip Kellys, the Nick Sabins, um, 
Uh, is it? Yeah, like they're great in college when 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 it's more grooming younger people than anything. Also, when it's easier to coach. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I just, dude, I I don't think this is gonna actually fix anything. I like. I don't either. Regardless, if you get Trevor Lawrence or mm-hmm. you get everybody, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter if the the way the team is ran. You know, yep. this team has. Jacksonville's never been in like the upper echelon mm-hmm. of teams. You know, they've always kind of been in the middle. Those years of Byron Leftwich and David Garrard, those were okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were, they would make the playoffs here and there and things like that. But since Mark Brunel, who took him to the mm-hmm. AFC title game, yeah. uh, Blake Bortles, for some reason, took him to the <laughs> AFC title game too. Again, if they have marginal quarterback play, they're going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, look, I. I think it's it's very interesting how it's all kind of playing out. Yeah. Um, you do you are going to get Trevor Lawrence, um, contrary to popular belief, or people think that Trevor Lawrence won't be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Bullshit. Hilarious. Like actually, but, but how long? Honestly, though, I think that Urban Meyer, with all of his health issues, because he had a lot of health issues in mm-hmm. college, that's why he's not coaching anymore. But that track record, man, there's probably more pressure on you in the NFL than college. I would assume. Yeah, I think. But, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, um, I just think that, like, this has got a window of, like, five years, right? This has got, like, a really short well, window. I don't think he'd last 10, 12 years. Well, dude, I I think the window might be even shorter than that. Mm-hmm. You, I, I you, you can't be, like, I can't, I'm not convinced that if he doesn't suck for two years, like, and if that team doesn't change, he's out. Like, I, like... <sighs> Because the like, I feel like the Jags are at a point where they have nothing to lose. So it's like, what like okay, if they suck for two more years, what's another rebuild? Like, what's another front office rebuild? If it's like, yeah, because it's like we're well, it's we've, been, like, we've been rebuilding. Like, it, yeah, for sure. And and it's kind of like the Detroit Lions. It just feels like they're running in mud all the time. Mm. You know, what I mean, it just feels like, dude, can we get any traction at all? Again, yeah. you're gonna have that franchise quarterback now, but. I think the things, if I had to lay out the things that Jacksonville has going for him, they have Urban Meyer, who nobody in the NFL has seen his offensive schemes, really. True. Because it's going to be different than college, probably. Yeah. They'll have Trevor Lawrence, who, by all intents and purposes, is going to be a superstar. Should be. Within the first couple of years. Should be. Mm -hmm. Um, You have $100 million in cap space. Yeah. $100 $100 million. So you you have to go out and you need to get some big time. First of all, James Robinson in the backfield, keep him. He looks like a beast. Mm-hmm. You need a receiver, though. Yep. You need a receiver in the worst way. Yeah. So, and uh, there's a lot of talk of Devontae Smith, but he will not be there in the second round when you get there, I promise. There's absolutely there. zero way he's there. No. <laughs> I, I don't think Devonta Smith lasts the top ten if we're being honest. So no, I think um, he goes. I think he goes quick. Yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see. I mean, is it going to put asses in the seats? Heaven for you know, heaven hope that we have mm-hmm. people in the stands, you know, full stadiums and stuff. Uh, does it put asses in the seat? You bet. Mm-hmm. But if they go six and ten, two years in a row, it's not really going to do much for the morale. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it's like, which I, it's all six and ten. I mean, because six and ten is not going to happen their first year. There's no way. No. Um, I mean, well, people are like, do you think they'll take them to an improvement? I was like, they went one and 15. Yeah. They have What's to an improvement. Improve. Two yeah. and 14. <laughs> like, that's an improvement. Well, next year it'll be two and 15 because I have 17 games. Yeah. It's going to throw me off. It's going to throw me off. Yeah. But uh, so, like, 
I don't know, dude. Like, so there's a lot that kind of goes into it, mm-hmm. you know? So you know, just going to have to wait and see, you know, we're going to have to wait and see with a lot of these guys. Cause yeah. it's first time guys. Yep. Um, the chargers hire Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams last year. He has four years of NFL coaching experience Four. He's 38 years old. He was a defensive coordinator. Why, why, why wouldn't you get Justin Herbert, an offensive guy? <sighs> Come on, man. You're killing me with this. Well, you know, it's funny because we like we were so high on, on Herbert, which we should be. He, he's a baller. It's just funny that it looks like his career is going to, to pan out a lot like Phillip Rivers is probably. Yes. But, but not because of him. It's going to be because of his organization. Organization just refuses to set him up for success. Like, dude, like, give me a break, man. Like, because I I heard somebody put it earlier and it was spot on. They said that uh, now that you bring a defensive coach and he's going to get an offensive guy, and yeah, you might win ten or eleven games, mm-hmm. but then that offensive guy is going to get a head coaching job. And then you got to find another offensive guy. Yep. That's why the head coach being like the offensive guy, you know, a la Sean Payton and Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so you got to think about it that way, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather have a coach that is like hip to hip with the quarterback where you go, I go, Yep. you know what I mean? So um, look, this Brandon Staley hire again, we're going to wait and see, kind of see what happens, but I'm, I'm very underwhelmed. I'm a, I'm very underwhelmed by a lot of these coaching hires and it just leaves me scratching my head. A move like that. Also, you're not completely wrong because you did say uh, McVeigh is going to be going to. Um, yeah, uh, I was, I was sort of right. I'll take the yeah, W on that yeah. one. I'll give you a V on that one, a half dub. Um, okay, okay, but, half dub. Like, to me, this just seems like a lateral move to what they already had. Like, yeah, for real. You, you can't tell me because uh, with like the Anthony Lynn setup, you can't tell me that if they would have just built on what they started hitting by the end of the year, that they wouldn't be better off like, or that they wouldn't improve. You know what I mean? Where it's like, they just build on that formula. They would, they would have been a better team next year if they would have just done that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know, dude. Uh, I just think that I want to see the chargers do good because I am, I am all in on Justin Herbert. Like mm-hmm. I normally, I'm not really into like rookie quarterbacks just because they show flashes of greatness. Cause we've seen it before, mm-hmm. but it just seems like this kid has his head on straight and, you know, looks like they can look, they went sick. They went what? Seven and nine this year. I think mm-hmm. they went seven and nine for starting. Oh, and five. Yeah. Or one and five. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, it's, I was even on, on the train of like, by the end of the year, I was like, I don't know if they should get rid of Anthony Lynn. Like, ah. Eh. He needed to go. Yeah. Like I love, I like Anthony Lynn. I think that mm-hmm. he should be a coach, uh, but that does that kind of ran its course. Like that was the, all the farther you were going to go, you know? So, but knowing, look, but knowing that this was going to be the move, would you have, would you have went with this or, or Anthony Lynn? I don't know, man. Cause both of them were defensive guys. Yeah, you're right. When you think about it like that, you might as well just stuck with Anthony Lynn. What's yeah. the difference? Yep. Because it's the same, you know. So, um, I mean, we'll see how that one kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. The third most head-scratching coaching move, uh, man, I cannot believe this. The Detroit Lions uh, are going to hire Dan Campbell. Now, in case you're wondering, Lance, who the fuck is Dan Campbell? We thought well, let me the run same down thing. <laughs> exactly. Let me run down this resume. All right? Like <laughs> – 
first of all, I would just like to say that this gentleman is getting a head coaching job in the NFL. Uh, in case anyone, um, in case anyone like uh, questions that or anything, this guy's been in the NFL for a couple of years, right? Played a lot, played 10 years in the league with the Giants, Cowboys, Lions, and Saints. Okay. Interesting how that works because he was a tight ends coach for the Saints for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go be the head coach of the Lions. But as a coach, wait, he was a coach. What's that? He's going tight ends coach straight to head coach. Yes. Yes. Um, he, as this is his resume as a coach. Let me just run this down for you. Holy this, this, I mean, you get this resume <laughs> and you're hiring him immediately. Uh, Miami Dolphins, a coaching intern, whatever the fuck that is. Then the Miami Dolphins, he's the tight ends coach for four years. Then the Dolphins coach gets fired. He's the interim head coach. And how do they how do they repay him for standing in for that? Uh, they let him go. He goes to the Saints, and he's been a tight ends coach for the Saints ever since. Also, I don't think the head coach intern can or coaching intern can be on a resume because that's not a paid position. There's no yeah. way. There's no way he's getting paid for that work. Uh, no. Also, he's six five two sixty five. Just a I mean, gigantic man. He, he he has the intangibles, um, you know, the physical prowess, um, you know, real locker room kind of guy. Um, yeah, he's gonna rally the Lions straight to three and thirteen. <laughs> all right, guys, you know, like this is Matt Patricia all over again. Well, this isn't even and the coach this isn't even Matt, him. This isn't even Matt Matt Patricia because at least Matt Patricia had some sort of respect on his name going into the <laughs> going into that. Christ. Dan Campbell. Now, I'm not disparaging the name of Dan Campbell. Probably a great family guy. Yeah. You know, probably goes in there, first one in, last one out, you know what I mean? Kind of guy. But do I think he deserves a head coaching job? No. (laughs) Because it's like, if you're going to hire, like, if you're going to hire a tight ends coach to be a head coach, wouldn't you, like, use, like, a barometer of, oh, yeah, I coached Travis Kelsey, and he's the best tight end in the NFL? Yeah. Okay, okay. You're the tight ends coach of Jared Cook, who fumbled the ball yesterday and cost mm-hmm. the Saints the game. And literally, I don't know another, like a tight end from any of those other teams that he worked on, worked with. Maybe, I think Jordan Cameron was down in Miami for a couple of years, which even then, that's not a household name. Um, no, no. Yeah, I like, weird. Also, too, I gotta say, I gotta say it, I gotta say it. In a year where I bet you could go out and get a Marvin Lewis, which, mind you, I'm not saying that Marvin Lewis is an elite coach, but it's sure as heck a better pick than him. Like, what is an assistant head coach? Um, is that the guy that pulls on their belt loops whenever they're, they're too close to the sideline? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or, is that assistant, or, or is that assistant what? to the head coach? Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, Look, I, I think that Dan Campbell, um, I don't know who he's got nudies on, but uh, look, uh, I just think Detroit loves not winning. Yeah, they don't want to be a good like, football team. There's no way. Come on. There's no way. There's, there's no fucking way, right? I mean, Matt Stafford yeah. is one of the most underutilized quarterbacks of all time, right? We're in agreement Dude. with that. Yeah. Yep. There, I mean, the Lions would have been better off going and getting getting Lane Kiffin, like yeah, legitimately for real, for for real, or fucking you know somebody like uh, 
oh, I don't know, like somebody ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like Wade Phillips. Like Chip Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody other than this fucking guy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, look, again, I think probably Dan Campbell's a great guy. Yep. You know, real good football mind. God damn it. That doesn't mean you deserve a head coaching job. Yeah. And the fact that Eric Bieniemy is not getting even looked at Dude. is hilarious. Yep. Every coach hired, I think, except for Sala, who we're going to talk about next, I think are all white dudes. And that's not the point of the Rooney rule, man. Mm-hmm. The Rooney rule was put in place so that minorities have the same opportunities as everybody else does. And it's not looking like they're getting that, man. It's ridiculous. Um, but look, yeah. let's just talk about it. I think the best hire, Robert Sala, um, going to the Jets. Look, this guy, I've loved this guy since the first time I saw him on the sideline. He was the where, 49ers. Where was defensive he at before? Okay. Oh, geez. Okay, sweet. Yeah. He was the 49ers defensive coordinator. And they showed him on camera more than they showed um, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Mm. You know? So, it's like they showed him more on camera, and now he's like a star. Yeah. They said that he could really fire up and galvanize this locker room. First order of business, do you think they keep Sam Darnold? No. You don't? No. You think he's done in New York? Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's done um... – I think he's draft capital at this point. You already got the number two. Um, I think with new head coach, all that fun stuff, I think it makes sense to go get Fields. Um, even if it's a little bit of a stretch, I think go Fields, trade Darnold, get some draft capital, and actually build the team. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to. Look, yeah. they made they signed him to a five-year deal. So, I mean, look, I, you got to give him time to develop this shit because I think he can be a good coach. Yeah. I really do. Like, I think that he – look, I like Robert Sala, and I don't know much about him, but he just seems like a real good players coach, mm-hmm. which I think gets lost on a lot of which guys these say, days. Also, players coaches typically do better. Yeah. Look at Mike so, Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin never had a losing season, you know, so just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um He's a defensive guy, too, which is a little bit uh, shaky. But I think if you get the right offensive coordinator, it seems like they're going to bring in um, Mike LaFleur, who's Matt LaFleur, the coach of the Packers' brother, mm. as the offensive coordinator. So that should be um, – but then, you know, if, if they start going gangbusters and the Jets somehow go 10-6 and six next year, how long is it? How long is he going to be there before he gets a head coaching job? Yeah. Yep. You know? So a lot of questions. Not so much in the way of answers, though. Yeah. You know, a lot of questions, though. Um, you know, we're obviously not going to touch on that one a month, as much because Robert Sala, you know, good, solid hire. Yep. Um, now there's rumblings that the new coach of the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be Josh McDaniels, who for all we all remember stood the Colts up at the altar. Uh, they had everything. They had everything kind of fucking sewn up. And they go, oh, by the way, I'm not I'm not coming. Oh, okay. So he burned his bridge in Denver you... because he – yeah, I, I don't know. Look, he burned his bridges in Denver with that Tim Tebow experiment. Mm-hmm. Then he burned his bridges with, uh, you know, the Colts mm-hmm. doing that. And now, look, if I was Philly, I'd be like, sign this contract here before you leave. Yep. Do not leave. Yeah. Like, you know. It's also funny that he stood up the Colts because, like, now he's looking like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but now I actually heard this year. Yeah, what's what's hilarious is um, I actually heard this earlier too. Um, the reason the Eagles, the reason the Eagles can't hire Frank Reich, is because Josh McDaniels stood stood the Colts up, and then they hired Frank Reich, 
who mm-hmm. would be the quarter would be the coach in Philadelphia right now if it wasn't for Josh McDaniels. So look at that. Look at that, you know? So look, uh around and round we go. What are you gonna do with Carson Wentz? Is he gonna be the starter? Is Jalen Hurts gonna be the starter? You know, so um I I would personally go with Hurts. I feel like Wentz is no matter who the coach is, mm-hmm. I feel like Wentz is jaded for some reason, although he had 14 fucking weeks, Shane. Yep. 14 weeks. It's, to prove why he's the man. And and he, he literally showed zero reason why he should be. Like, he's thrown a fit like they took him out after three yep. games. Yep. Bro, you had the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know? And I get it. You're decimated by injury. Decimated by injury. But you played like shit, Carson Wentz. You played yep. like shit. Mm-hmm. And look, I've seen a lot of teams be successful with a lot worse talent on their team. Yeah. You know, yep. so it's going to be – look, I think that uh, Philadelphia is one of the worst jobs in the NFL, I think. Because not only do you have the Wentz-Hurt situation, you got the fan base. They're in fucking cap hell for the next four years or whatever. Yeah. The worst job in the NFL. Yep. I would say. Plus, I hate the NFC, so, you know. <laughs> it's weird because that's probably the – the least or one of the least desirable jobs in the league right now, but it's probably the easiest to win your division. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is. Cause after what we saw this year, the fucking dumpster fires, you know, and, and it can't be seven and nine every year. Yeah. You know? And so. it makes me wonder how much of the rift in the locker room was the tension between, um, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. For like sure. how, mu- how much that could actually divide a locker room. I'm, I'm curious about that actually. Yeah, so Josh McDaniels, you better put your big boy pants on. You better be able to mm-hmm. unite some people. Because I'm also still not convinced that the quarterback for the next year is on that roster right now. I mean, I I, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to kind of see how that works out. But uh, yeah. Which brings us to the hire that matters to me the most and you the least. Uh, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Titans the last couple of years, well, now – uh, be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And as he kind of takes over his position, the first question he has to ask himself is what, Shane? What do we do with the OGs in the locker room? Yep, you got it. What do we do with Matt Ryan? What do we do with Julio Jones? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And look, I would not be opposed with them taking a quarterback at four mm-hmm. and sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year. Yeah. But letting Matt Ryan know this is it after this year. Yep. You're done. Yep. You know, so go out there, bust your ass. If you think you have more um, to kind of give, then then cool, you know. But uh, look, they have the fourth pick in the draft. It's very rare that you get the opportunity to get a quarterback this high. Mm-hmm. Very rare. So um, I've been saying the last couple of weeks, Mac Jones might be a stretch. But I got to tell you, man, after that national championship game, kind of made me a little bit of a believer. Yeah. I mean, he so, made Ohio State look like a bunch of chumps. If you're, he did. Um, if you're, if if at four you have Mac Jones and Justin Fields, what? Who do you want? I want Mac Jones because I don't believe in Ohio State's like yeah. offensive philosophy. Yeah. Because we've seen it before. J.T. Barrett, Braxton Miller, Cardale Jones, um, Dwayne Haskins. These are all Ohio State quarterbacks that either Jordan didn't even Bear. make it in the league or just. You know, Braxton Miller was a wide receiver for the Texans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cardell Jones was a 
was a backup. He played a couple of games. JT Barrett's never made it off the practice squad. Yep. And Dwayne Haskins, don't even get me started on that fucking guy. <laughs> but, but like, like I've never, Dwayne Haskins, I've never seen someone so uninterested in playing quarterback in the NFL in my life. Never seen it before. Um, but uh, look, man, I, <clears throat> this Ohio State, the precedent is there, man. I could say the last six quarterbacks mm-hmm. that have come out of Ohio State have not done anything. Yeah. I, I you know? actually, so, it's funny because the other day I looked down the list of, um, like notable um, Ohio State quarterbacks that have gone through the NFL. This is like probably the last uh-huh. 20 years or so. And yeah. the only two that stood out, stood out to me were Mike Tomzak from that. Mike like, Tomzak that from those like, old Steelers yep, teams. Mike Tomzak and like Troy Smith were like, the, were like the ones where I was like, oh, like they weren't completely worthless. Yeah, like yeah. Um, not even say that they were I, good. I, just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I look, I I've let my my hatred for college football blind me in a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I can promise you that Justin Fields, uh, who declared for the NFL draft today, by the way, I, I hope you're sitting down when I tell you that. Um, wow. But uh, I mean, just breaking news. <laughs> but uh, but look, I mean, honestly, me, I'd rather Mac Jones because they played each other. Mac Jones played better. I understand Justin Fields was hurt, but he's never really impressed me all season. Plus, I'm pissed that Ohio State was even in that position being 7-0. Yeah. I was just upset about that. So, uh, for me personally, I'd take Mac Jones. Knowing for my sanity, they'd probably take Justin Fields. Just because, like, well, now i got to deal with this guy. You know, maybe sitting behind a quarterback is what one of these guys need. You know, maybe yeah. that's what it is. But uh, I'm curious, but look, going back to the, to the head coach hire on this one, I'm uh-huh. – I'm still not sold on this one. Um, is it a step in the right direction? Yes. But yeah. I think that dude, some of that, the, some of the Titans play calls get stale. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. concerns me. And, and look, we're not, uh, we are not uh, here to, to, to rail on Tennessee because come on now, Michael's our boy and we would yeah. never do that. And also we do like Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you have Derrick Henry at running back. He covers up a lot of play calls that might be a little suspect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he covers up a lot. So, for me, man, like, first of all, your first order of business is get a running back that's not Todd Gurley or Edo Smith, please. Get a, get a running back that is like a change of pace back. Yep. You know, what I wouldn't do for the Falcons to have somebody like Alvin Kamara not Alvin Kamara, yeah, but somebody like Alvin Kamara. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I'm curious if I don't know what the what the contract situation is, but I'm curious what I know. There's a little bit of a disconnect with Denver and Philip Lindsay, which I'm not saying. That, mean, I'm not saying Philip Lindsay is a bell cow or anything like that, but that that is a little uh, like a proven kind of you know tempo guy that I think could be. Yeah. Uh, could be pretty useful for them or or that guy from that running back from georgia i can't nikita harris or something mm-hmm. like that yeah um i don't know what his name is but <laughs> there's some running back that could go high but i i don't think i'm the first round like you yeah. have way more issues so yep. uh the first thing arthur smith has got to address is what do we do with matt ryan what do we do with julio jones because obviously we've talked about it on the show calvin ridley has proved himself to be a number one mm-hmm. you know he's okay he's a number one all right so 
you have that in place. So what do you do with Julio? You know, do you trade him to a contender? Somebody where he can actually win a title, you know, because obviously the Falcons are in full rebuild. I don't think that, yeah. uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news here, but, uh, but Arthur Smith is going to have to deal with a lot of shit. Like they're in cap hell too. Yeah. Cause they owe Matt Ryan a lot of money yet. at this point. Where, what value do you see in Julio and Matt Ryan? Like who, I bet like, you could get a second round pick for Julio. I yeah. bet you could get a second round pick for him. Matt Ryan, probably a third or a fourth. I'd say mm-hmm. probably multiple thirds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like if somebody values Matt Ryan enough, you know, I could see him getting a second for him. But like you know, it just all depends on on need, and and yeah. I, we we keep hearing that like there's there's like six teams in the NFL that don't need a quarterback, have no issues with their quarterback, right? It's like Green Bay, Seattle, Buffalo, uh, you know, Kansas City, I, yeah, Kansas City. I mean, just these teams that obviously don't have any. Everybody else should be thinking about their quarterback position, even places like Cleveland and and Baltimore. You know, I. I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to kind of to kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I'm I'm excited for the Arthur Smith era to begin. I was kind of tired of the Dan Quinn um, era anyway. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'll take Arthur Smith. It seems like he's kind of knows what he's doing. He's been in the league a while. So, you know what? We'll give it a shot. Who the fuck am I to crap all over it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. but look, um, enough about these coaches, though, man. Let's talk some playoff football, mm. which. Uh, this weekend was fucking wild, man. Dude, Just yeah. wild. Every um, every wave of emotion happened. Every yeah, single wave yeah. of emotion. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's just start from the top, man. The first game of the weekend was the Rams and the Packers, the Rams traveling to Green Bay. Uh, I actually took the Rams in this game like an idiot. Stupid move. And you took the Packers, so mm-hmm. uh, booey on you. But, uh, but look, I, I think that um, – I think the Rams came – their defense was not the same defense that we saw against Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. And I'm not making any excuses, but Aaron Donald was hurt, obviously not 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying the outcome of the game would have been any different because Aaron Rodgers looks like he's on a whole different fucking stratosphere. Yeah, Dude, Philip River, Rivers, geez, Aaron Rodgers has gone like super Saiyan the last like, couple weeks. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like- <laughs> Dude, why are you this good? If we're- he had – 49 touchdowns and five interceptions. Five. Bro, is that the quietest Dude, 49 touchdown season ever? Oh, 100%. Um, this solidifies Aaron Rodgers as the MVP, period. And I don't, and I don't even think that it's because, oh, well, we can't give it to, to Patrick Mahomes every year. I think he even outplayed Patrick Mahomes this year. Like, like dude, it is him. Like it's unfucking the, real, man. The crazy thing about this game was, have you seen the shot of him literally smiling before that that touchdown pass to Lazard? Yeah. Like this dude. This dude knows that he's better than everyone else. Dude, like, it's like on a fundamental level, and it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, um, uh, Shane, he had a seventy percent completion percentage. In a playoff 70%. game. 70%. No, 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 no. Oh, for the Throughout season? Throughout the entire regular season. Jeez, dude. Four, 42.99. He almost had 4,300 yards, 48 tutties, five picks. He had 121.5 quarterback rating about the whole year. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. 
I I I'm do saying. I do think he's the goat. And, I mean, and that, I wouldn't go goat because rings matter. Rings so for matter. Me, rings matter, but I think, like, I think if you if you, I think flat out he's the best quarterback of all time. I like yeah because the thing with that is like, while yes, rings do matter, you can't punish someone for a lazy front office. Um, yeah, I mean you're spot on because they they've cho- they they've chose they- to give him zero help his entire career. Um, yeah, there's there's been a couple years where he's had more talent, but for the most part, it's been him making his whole team great. Um, uh-huh. And uh-huh. no defenses almost ever. Like, um, I think. I think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Period. Yeah. Well, look, I think that um Oh man, there's a lot of ways you can break this down, but Aaron Rodgers like this year, like you're right. Throughout the last 15 years they haven't drafted any offensive player except for this year when they drafted a quarterback in the first Why? round. Yep. Yeah. So obviously you're grooming your heir apparent, Jordan Love, okay? Maybe that was Matt LaFuller's decision. Maybe it wasn't, you know, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers is just playing on a whole different fucking level this year, bro. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I did not pick the Packers to win the Super Bowl is crushing me right now. I Although didn't, You didn't even put them in the Super Bowl game, if I recall. I didn't. I have, I have Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Idiot. Well, I don't even think your teams are even left in the dance. So no, I put, I said Packers Chiefs. Bullshit. Yeah, you did. Fuck. Um, but but look, uh, this <laughs> this game wasn't as close as the score indicated. It ended yeah. up being thirty two eighteen. Jared Goff, like we got to talk about this Rams this, offseason, bro. This Rams team is is this year's Jacksonville with the Blake Bortles led Jaguars. Ooh, although. I would take Sean McVay over Doug Marone yeah. 100 out of 100 yeah. times. Um, but you're right on the premise of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Goff is done in L.A. We agree on that, Has right? to be. Has to be. Come on. And even even Sean McVay in the postgame, he goes, he's our quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, you still owe the guy a little bit of money. They signed him to the, the big nine-figure contract, which a lot of guys are going to get this offseason. I'm looking at you, Baker, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Congratulations. But uh, um, I think that uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers is playing ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I also think that the Rams aren't that far away, man. Yeah. They aren't that far. They're like a quarterback away. Honestly, Cam Akers came on, you know? I, yeah, Cam Akers 100% has really come into his own. They're a quarterback yeah. away, and I think they're like not even like a big-time name wide receiver away. Like, just a little bit of like a depth player, and I think a little somebody bit of- like an Allen Robinson or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Somebody who's not like really a household name, but can really get you a lot of catches because we've seen Buffalo. I'd we've even, seen Buffalo. I'd even know? put like a. I know Juju is going to be a free agent. I think if he goes to the Rams, I think his like that's fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Juju um, Smith is more worried about. It's fucking social media accounts than yeah. anything else. Um, but, anyway. but whenever you're a number two, number three wide receiver, you can be more worried about it because you're not the very guy. valid, um, very valid. Cause it's but, not like you're a number one. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I think if someone like him goes there and I think if they get like a, a little bit of depth on defense, like in the box, especially like going like D line, um, just someone to kind of ease the load from Aaron Don a little bit. I think, I think that they're there. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, so, but look, they go into Green Bay and, and 32-18. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just looks fantastic, but now he's he got. toying with uh, him, dude. <laughs> he's got like the three-headed monster running back now. He's got Aaron Jones, that Dylan kid who's just a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah. And uh, the biggest you know, that, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, is it Damian Williams? Is that the other guy? Like, um, dude, that Dylan kid is like Eddie Lacy 2.0. Yeah. Eddie Lacy, but like without the cheeseburger Lacy jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. Um, but look, the Packers go in, they take care of business. They are in the NFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers' fifth NFC Championship, first one at Lambeau Field. That blew my mind. That's crazy. This is the first time he's hosting the championship game. So look, uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about uh, throughout the week. Uh, this is a big matchup coming up. So um, this is probably the game that I paid the least amount of, of attention to. But obviously I did because you guys listen to this show expecting the number one analysis of all things, everything. Yeah. So we, and we ain't no scrubs. I, no. So I did. I, I sat through this and I thought, I thought it was a pretty good game. But mm-hmm. but in the end, I think that everyone kind of knew that Green Bay was going to come out on top just because like. Aaron Rodgers, I just feel like it's the Packers' year. Mm-hmm. And um, so it'll be yeah. very interesting to kind of see how it plays out, kind of see where they go from here, you know? So, um, yeah, good job, Packers, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of sitting through something. Oh, boy. The Bills-Ravens game, dude. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, I have been outspo- I've been an outspoken proponent of the Buffalo Bills all season. I want them to win the Super Bowl. They're not my Super Bowl picks. I know that. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I want them to win the Super Bowl. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. Shane, you just told me the hot take of all hot takes before he came on this show, and I will allow you to get grilled for it right now. I, Go ahead. Look, I like Josh Allen. I like him. But I'm not sold. This playoff thing, this playoff run has not sold me on Josh Allen. Um, <sighs> and I think... And I think he has the potential to be this era Philip Rivers, regular season monster. And the second it gets into crunch prime time, he folds. And the thing that I saw in w- wind, whatever, sure. I watched him overthrow by like 15 yards, like 10 receivers during that Ravens game. Um, Hayne. Well, look, I'm on the opposite end of that. I think Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes is the modern day Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I do. I think they're going to meet in the AFC title game a whole lot. I feel like we're going to get a lot of these two teams. We'll and see. I'm all for it. We'll see. I'm all in on the Bills, baby. I get, I get your apprehension, though. If you didn't watch any Bills games in the regular season, you didn't watch anything, and you're only judging Josh Allen on the two playoff games, he's looked shaky. Mm-hmm. He has. And that that is a cause for concern, you know, because this is a lot of people in the, you know, a lot of people in the, in the NFL stratosphere, I guess you would say, have been saying, you know, wow, this Bill's defense or this Bill's offense is as high potent as Kansas city's. That's high praise. Slow down. Cause Kansas city, Kansas city looks like the best offense I have ever seen. Period. And I'm not joking about that. Yep. Like, it looks like the best offense I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And um, look, the Bills are going to have their hands full. They do beat the Ravens 17-3. Uh, it should be noted that Lamar Jackson was knocked out at the beginning of the fourth quarter with a concussion. And kudos for keeping him out. 
I know that sounds ridiculous, but in a divisional game, mm-hmm. you know, normally you'd be pushing your starter back in there. But kudos to Baltimore for saying, look, we're not going to do that. You know, um, this was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Yeah. Like, and there's no way that there's no way to like beat around the bush. The Bills win 17 to three. One of their touchdowns came from a 100 yard interception return. Yeah. Um, and the other one came um, uh, from, you know, from offensive production. But that was the only touchdown in the entire game mm-hmm. offensively between both yeah. offenses. The Ravens look like trash that game. I don't know. Okay, so I I have been I have had this feeling for the last couple of weeks that the Ravens were going to be the team that surprises everybody. That the Ravens were going to be the team that comes out and wins the Super Bowl. Not unlike the 2006 Steelers, they come out of nowhere and they win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. What I saw on Saturday night, yo, yo, Hollywood Brown is not cutting it as a receiver. You need a receiver. Mm Like, he's not a number one, man. Great. He can get down the field. He can catch long balls. That's fine. But, like, route running and getting Lamar Jackson out of trouble. Lamar Jackson needs to work on his passing game. I know people are, like, keep overlooking that and say, oh, yeah, he's a good – look, he's about to get a $100 million contract this offseason. Mm-hmm. You better work on them mechanics, bro. Dude, Like, well, dare I say, what we saw this weekend might might keep him from that 100 mil. Um, no, no, no. I well, still dude, think he gets it. I mean, but so are you going to say, so if you lock into him for, let's say three, four years, you're locking into this option college style running or like power well, look, run offense. And I don't think that Harbaugh wants to do that. Well, honestly, because, honestly, Shane, like, like, okay. So here's how I look at it. You're not going to do any better with anybody else. Who else are you going to put in there? Trace McSorley. Like, come on. And Lamar Jackson has made the playoffs every single year he's been in the league. Every single year. Hey, almost and only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, though, dude. What are you talking about almost? Like, because he didn't win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I would take perennial playoff, but, and he's won an MVP. So you, you think all those teams are content with, or you think they're content with that? Oh, like, we've made it to the playoffs. That's great. Well, I mean, in the first three years of a quarterback, I would be. Now, you know, two, three years down the line, if it's still like that, then you have a little bit of cause for concern. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that right now, if you just say, hey, man, he's been in the league three years, he's been to the playoffs all three years, you know, he's, he's played out of his mind, defenses still can't figure him out. My biggest, my biggest gripe with Baltimore is I like Baltimore. I do. And as a Steeler fan, it hurts to say that. But I like Baltimore. I like Lamar Jackson. I'm there with you. Here's my – Here's my biggest gripe with him. If you shut him down running, he's useless. He's done. Useless. And that's like, and that's why he's not going to get that hundred million dollar contract. Ooh, dude, I I still think that I still think he's going to get that huge extension. If, if either that or the fifth year option. If he gets it, it's not going to be because it's not going to be. It's going to be like a low hundred million. It's not going to be some of these bigger ones that we're starting to see. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to, like, challenge, like, you know, what Deshaun Watson got, yeah. 150 million. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be that high. But I um, I can see him getting a three-, four-year deal, though, for $110 million. You know? So, man, I'm still look, not they can feel the same way, you know? Yeah. So, um, but look, he gets knocked out in the fourth quarter. They don't bring him back. Some guy I've never heard of before, Shane's classic line, and we're going to get into this more. Why does this offense look better with the backup? <laughs> Take it easy, Shane's been two drives. 
But um, I mean, we we didn't see one successful drive all the whole game. Very true. It's very true. You said the same thing whenever uh, whenever Jalen Hurts first came in. You said, "Why does the Eagles' offense look immediately better?" <laughs> so that's because Carson Wentz sucks. But um, but look, the Bills advanced to the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. Last time they're in the AFC title game, Shane, a little trivia for you: They went to the Super Bowl. What team did they beat in that championship game? They beat the Chiefs in that one. They did beat the Chiefs in that game. Joe Montana, quarterback. Joe Montana. So, Joe Montana, you're right. Uh, so, look, it's the Bills, man. The Bills are in the AFC title game, and I think you got to take this. Now, we're talking $100 million contract. There's three quarterbacks in this div- in these playoffs that are due for an extension. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think the most sure thing of the three is Josh Allen to get that $100 million. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, because he's he's the franchise. As yeah. much as you hate him, he reminds I me hate him. of a ben, look. He reminds me of a Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, oh, ben. oh, oh yeah. I hate Hold him. on. I hate Hold him. on. Hold on. He reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger, but better. He has a better arm. Yes. He's more athletic. He's smarter. Just, he's just a better. He drives yes. a motorcycle with a driver's license. Yes, uh, and he doesn't. Uh, you know, he doesn't go out to bars after hours or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, as yeah. far as we know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but look. The Bills advancing, I think, is good for the NFL. Now, if they go to the Super Bowl, I'm sure that CBS is not going to like that. If it's like the Bills and the fucking, like, oh I don't know, if it's God. like the Bills and the Packers in the Super Bowl, like, are you gonna kidding me? Or like, nobody's he- gonna heaven forbid, watch. it's the Bills and the Buccaneers in the Super you know, Bowl. Like, <laughs> that's a funny, that's a funny nomenclature. And I want to save that for when we talk about the Buccaneers. So we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. All right. Uh, but next, let's talk about this Chiefs Browns game. Um, Look, uh, we got to talk about this fumble, okay? Yeah. Um, the Browns are down 16-3. to three. Mm-hmm. They're driving down the field, uh, I believe is right before the second half, uh, right before the end of the first half, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and Baker Mayfield throws it to Rashard Higgins, who dives into the end zone, fumbles the ball, rolls out, it's a touchback. Stupidest fucking rule in the NFL, yep. A. So I'm on the camp that that's a dumb rule. Mm-hmm. I'm on the camp with that. Put it at the 25. You know what I mean? Penalize, penalize teams, but don't take the ball away from yeah. them. Pe- um, penalize don't make the game unfair. Exactly, exactly. Yep. And it doesn't help that it was a clear helmet-to-helmet hit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help any matters. Yep. I think it was a foul. It should have been flagged. That should have been just ruled dead at the one or whatever. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. So those two facts I'm acknowledging right now. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that I agree with those two takes. With that being said, stop fucking extending the ball past the goal line. Just stop doing it. I know why people do it. I know why you do. Bill Belichick exclusively coaches his players not to do this. Mm-hmm. Do not reach over the fucking pylon because of reasons like Yes. Regardless of any of the other factors that are going into it, do not reach over the pylon. Until this this rule changes, don't reach. Yeah. Until it's reviewable or until like, until like it's just a change rule altogether. Don't do it Mm -hmm. because it just, look, it cost the Browns a 16 to 10 halftime, like kind of game. And it gave the chiefs enough time to march down the field and kick a field goal. Yeah. 19-3 19-3 at halftime. It just didn't feel right. It felt dirty. Which, if, you that, know? if that game is 16-10, I think the Browns pull it out. Well, look, 
They go right down the field. I mean, Baker Mayfield throws a, uh, an interception the first drive in the second half, but then they go down and score. They'd be up 17-16 because they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Chiefs didn't do anything that first drive. So, like, look, I'm not saying the Browns were going to win the game. I'm not saying that because I don't think that they would. Yeah. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances that would have pushed the game in their favor, and we're about to talk about it in a second. But, like, um, I don't think that that particular call um, – necessarily uh necessarily like cements the browns winning the game but god damn man it makes it easier it makes it more possible for sure hell yeah it does hell yeah it does the Chiefs scored three points in the second half they're up 19 to three um they scored three points in the second half and but you know it, it goes it goes a long way now you have mac wilson number 51 he tackles patrick Mahomes around the head slams his head into the turf he's done and he stands up. I don't know if you saw this, Shane, but Patrick Mahomes stood up and his legs were noodles. Oh yeah, he was, was like immediately was like, "Oh, that's not good." That's if not he good. comes back. I I told myself if he comes back in this game, it's gonna be a fucking PR nightmare. Yeah, it's gonna be a PR nightmare, bro. So like, look, um, he's out for the rest of the game. You have Chad Henney going in there. He throws a terrible interception, <laughs> a terrible interception. Like it was fucking awful. I could have thrown that ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the Browns squander the perfect chance to go down the field. Uh, it's it's third and – I think it's like third and ten. Uh, the Chiefs absolutely blow up a screen pass to Kareem Hunt, um, which makes it fourth and nine with four minutes to go, and they punt the ball. Now, I can understand punting the ball because Chad Henney is the quarterback and not Patrick Mahomes. You think okay? the threat's gone, yeah. Yeah, it's no longer a threat. And you know what? Um, Chad Henney on third down makes a scramble. Boy, he put his nuts in a wheelbarrow there, didn't he? He took a freaking shot on that too. Yes, he did. But you know what? He wanted it. He knew he knew Mahomes was going to be back next week. He knew it. So he's like, even yeah. if I get hurt, fuck it. Yep. I went out in a blaze of glory. This, this, this is know? my this is my this is what legends are made of moment. Um, yeah, exactly. He, um, look, uh, he he puts it up there, and then Andy Reid, boy, his nuts were showing on the field too, man. On fourth and inches, they call a passing play with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He gets it to the open Tyree kill. Look. Anything much is possible, people, dude. Look, man. What I, so, so here's why I kind of squash the Browns potentially winning this game. If Patrick Mahomes stays in this game, this is a fucking massacre. <laughs> like, it's bad. I mean, it's 19-3 at halftime. And that Chiefs offense, yeah. I know they haven't been clicking the last couple of weeks and things like that. That's the best offense I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The most efficient and the yeah. most like just they, I don't know what it is. They're a momentum team though. That that I mean every team's a momentum team, but them especially I feel like once they know that you ha- that they have you buried, they they bury you. Yeah. Like yeah. Because you know what? Because they've seen so many teams before them, <clears throat> twenty-eight to three, you know, get out to a huge lead and not be able to close it out. And the Chiefs are not that team. They will keep your face in the mud. Yep. You know? yep. They do. They do not care. And seriously, they are a chance to. There's a chance to score at the Chiefs' offense anytime, mm-hmm. anytime, bro. anytime, anywhere on the field too. Like yeah. at any so, like, given moment. This is the only team I've ever seen that a third and 15 doesn't phase them at all. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like whatever the distance, you know? So, but look, they win 22, 17, the Browns mount a little bit of a comeback, but really I think it comes down to, and, and this loss is not on Baker Mayfield. 
Nah, I don't think so either. I, I think Baker Mayfield is your quarterback of the future. Again, nine figures, I think, coming his way. Yep. Um, if not nine figures, then probably something like three to four years, like 90 million guaranteed yeah. or something. Um, I Baker Mayfield played his heart out, and he made some throws that he needed to make. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're a, a Rashard Higgins mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake, yeah. no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was a penalty. I don't care if the rule was stupid. It's a mistake. That's what it is. Yeah. And I'll call it like I see it, you know. Um, but now you have the Chiefs having the Bills come into Arrowhead. And this is a game between two offenses, Shane, that are high octane and can score points at will. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ended 41-38 or some bullshit. You're delusional. You know? I am not delusional. I think the you Bills think, can play. You think that Bills offense in their home, in their home field that couldn't complete a, a pass over 15 yards is going to go into Arrowhead? And Buffalo, Shane. Oh, this is the same Bills team. They're, they're Hold on. from Buffalo. <sighs> That's bogus. Hold on. This is the same Bills team that put 54 on the Dolphins who had the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Mm. 54 points. Man. Your your negligence is is something that I'll never behold. I'm surprised you didn't text me midway through this game and go, "Wow, why does this offense look better with Chad Henney?" <laughs> I was waiting for it. In classic Shane move. <laughs> but uh, again, man, I think Allen and Mahomes is the modern day Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I really do. Well, I just have a feeling, man. We'll see how this game goes. We'll see how this game. Yeah. Goes. Yeah, I guess. I'm not yeah. going to crown it yet. I don't disagree with it, but I'm not going to crown it yet. Here's another stat that'll blow your mind. The Chiefs are the first team in the AFC to host the AFC title game three years in a row. Shocker there. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be interesting. Obviously, we're going to have our picks today Mm -hmm. uh, of what teams we think are going to go to the Super Bowl. Look, I I have to pick who I have to pick, you know, but Mm -hmm. my heart. Yeah. and then we got the Buccaneers and the Saints, man. And this is a game that uh, is kind of sad for a lot of reasons. This seems like it was Drew Brees' last game. Oh, it 100% and, was. And, I like um Yeah, I got that feeling big time. Um, look, uh, coming, out of the, coming out of the second half kickoff, the, the Saints go down the field. They score. They go up 20 to 13. And you think, wow, the Saints have this in hand. I'm actually pretty excited for a New Orleans-Green Bay NFC title game because it's either going to be Drew Brees in his second Super Bowl appearance or Aaron Rodgers in his second Super Bowl appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but uh, look, they go up 20-13. to 10, 13. Uh, They stop Tom Brady. They start driving down the field, and Jared Cook fumbles the ball. Uh, Anton, Antoine Winfield Jr., who his father also played defensive back in the NFL. That's how old I am because I remember his old man. Who his name was? Antoine Winfield. Nice. Um, but uh, but look, I, I think that he made a heads-up play. Jared Cook on the sideline looks disgusted. Look, man, that was a killer. Because mm-hmm. Tom Brady goes down the field, he scores, and he scores again. They end up winning the game 30-20. to 20. So mm-hmm. um, I think the underlying theme of this game is I think the last five years of the Saints' playoff existence will forever be rooted – and they're in missed opportunities to go in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, I know you can make the argument that the Rams game and the NFC title should have been a wa- should have been a wash. That was pass interference, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
You got the miracle in Minneapolis. You got that uh, when the Vikings beat them. And then you have it this year. You know what I mean? So it's like you've had, you know, four or five years of just heartbreaking just backbreaker loss. after backbreaker. Come on, man. Like it's – and I got to commend this Saints team. Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I'm not afraid to say that. I agree with he that. He is because of the longevity and the way that he is able to adapt. His playing calling is so clever. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. And now it looks like he's going to have to make the decision between Taysom Hill, Jason Winston, Jameis Winston, or or C. You know, yeah. um, Jameis Winston did have the longest pass in this game between Tom Brady and Drew yeah. Brees. Jameis also was a good looking ball too. I mean, uh-huh. mind you, mind you, the player there was no one within thirty yards of the player he threw to. Nope. But <laughs> and uh, fun, another funny story: they stole that play right out of the Bears' playbook. Because the Bears ran that same play, except their receiver dropped the fucking ball. Same play. Um, so, so look. Although, how Buccaneers good? How good do you think that that felt for Winston to throw that ball on the Buccaneers? It's his first playoff game ever, and he threw it against the Buccaneers. Doesn't get much better than that. I like Winston. I don't think he's a franchise guy, but I like Winston. He's a good locker room guy. Yeah, I think he could be a serviceable quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, which means it's going to be Tampa Bay and Green Bay uh, in the NFC title game in Lambeau. Uh, you alluded to it earlier. If the Bills beat the Chiefs and the Buccaneers beat the Packers, the Bills will have to face their arch enemy in Tom Brady once again. Wouldn't that be some shit? That'd be hilarious. Wouldn't that be something? For what, what, what really we'll is made. For what will go down as easily the lowest rated Super Bowl of all time, the Bills oh, and yeah. Buccaneers, because oh, yeah. no one. I think the Packers and the Chiefs is the best case scenario. Yeah. Yep, because no one wants to watch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again, even if it's not as a Patriot. And the other team is the Bills. No offense to the Bills, but that's it. Please add him at Shane Riley, and just snuff this Bills hate right out from underneath. I, I like the Bills, but like. This isn't like a Dallas Cowboys. Like, it's not necessarily like a team that is like a big, like, you know, global brand sort of thing. They're from Little Buffalo, which I mean, again, I even like Buffalo as a city. But yeah, this just, I don't know. It, it would be a very, very interesting game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of storylines going in this game. We talk about storylines all the time because we're wrestling fanatics. So we talk about storylines all the time and how important those are going into these games. And there's a lot of questions going in this game. First of all, you got Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady, two of the greatest to ever do it mm-hmm. again for the second week in a row, because you had Tom Brady and Drew Brees last week. Mm-hmm. You have Tom Brady and you have Aaron Rodgers, two of the best to ever do it in the other division. You have two young guys in the other conference. You have two young guys that look like they're here to stay. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. So look, um, we talked about it last week, the age disparity. The average quarterback age in the AFC is 25 years old. And all the NFC quarterbacks are like 38, 37, 43, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely old versus young um, kind of situation. So, look, I, I think that there's a lot that's going to go into it. I think that uh, at, at face value, I think it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay to go to Lambeau. Yeah. Especially the way that Green Bay has been winning. But, I mean, you do have Tom Brady, which uh, which I think doesn't put you behind the eight ball any. 
because it's fucking Tom Brady, you know? So, um, actually with that segue, Shane, let's just get into our picks buddy for this week. Um, look last week I was a little shaky. I I believe I went two and two. You went three and one, I think. Um, so look, I, I think that we're two and two. I'm all right with that because I did, I laid all my chips on the Ravens and I laid all my chips on the, on the uh, Rams and both bit me in the ass. So, um, look, I think that, um, it's going to be a good week coming up. And with that being said, Shane, let's just get right into it. It's the NFC title game, buddy. It is Tampa Bay. It is Green Bay. There's a lot of factors that go into it. We've talked about a lot of them. Who do you got going to the Super Bowl? Going Green Bay on this one. I'm st- okay. Sticking, stick with your pick. sticking with my pick on this one. I think Aaron Rodgers is white hot at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. Also, not convinced that we've seen his best game yet. Oh, um, shit. But yeah, okay. so I think he's white hot right now. I that's one thing. Two, I don't think even if it is the Tom Brady led Buccaneers, I don't think that you're gonna go into Lambeau and and win the NFC. There's I like I just think that that's one of those things where it's like and I think this is where you see team culture is is gonna kind of take over. Um, yeah, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers and the older people on that team or anyone just wearing a G on the side of the helmet is going to let them lose at Lambeau for the NFC Championship. No way. Um, look, it is the frozen tundra yep. of Lambeau Field. Especially, you know? especially if it's a snow game. There's no way. Man, I, I got to go the other way. I have too much faith in Tom Brady. I get it. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even... <laughs> excuse me. Before this season, I wasn't even the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy. I thought he was, yeah, he's good. He's one of the, you know, he's one of the better guys to do it. This year, he's made me a believer that he is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, talent wise. Mm-hmm. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, with that being said, man, I just there's too much. Tom Brady's been to the situation too many times to count him out, you know. His, and I, th- but everyone else hasn't though. You're right. You're right. And this is contingent on him getting help at other parts of. You need Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones to run the ball. Mm -hmm. You need Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. You need all these guys to step up big. I think they do. I think they go into Green Bay and win a very, very close game. I'm talking three, two, one-point differential. Yeah. I think they win very close. Um, It's going to be fun either way. Both of these championship games are going to be a blast to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Which brings us to the AFC there, Shano. Um, It is the Chiefs. It is the Bills. Obviously, you have have your your non-belief in Josh Allen has been duly noted. Do you think he has enough to go into Kansas City and win the game and go to the Super Bowl? No. Um, I think this is kind of similar to the Green Bay thing. I don't think that... The, a, I, I think we, we haven't seen the best of the Chiefs this year, and I think we're going to see it this game. And oh. I don't think that they're going to allow themselves to lose in Arrowhead because Arrowhead's actually like that's it's been one of the one of the toughest. I know it's not it's not Lambeau, but um, just a super prestigious venue. And I just don't think that, like the Chiefs have too much home pride, and I don't think that they're going to give up an L um, to go into the Super Bowl. All right. Hey, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm picking Kansas City too, just because I picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that Josh Allen has shown me a lot of heart this year, and I think that Buffalo, Buffalo's on the up. I think they got a great coaching staff. Yep. 
Doesn't look like their offensive coordinator is going anywhere. I think it's all up from here. I think that uh, Buffalo is going to be one of those AFC contenders for the next mm. couple of years. Yeah. At least I hope so. I think the cool thing um, about this game also is this is truly the two best teams of the AFC. Oh, one absolutely. One versus two for a showdown. Yep. And this is this is for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I've said it since the first day I saw him. I said if I built a prototypical quarterback, it would look like Josh Allen. Mm. He's got a cannon. He's huge. He's durable. And he's athletic. Yep. So, even though I'm picking Kansas City in this game, I do think that Buffalo puts up a good fight. Yeah. And this game isn't as lopsided as people say it is. Yeah. Also, if you want to hear a funny story, listen to the line on this game. All right? Listen to the line in this game. Um, the line is, if uh, if Patrick Mahomes plays, the Chiefs are favored by three. If he doesn't play, the Bills are favored by three. Man. That should show you how much which, of a switch that is. Which I think he already has the clear. Because I, th- I guess um, I like saw it right before we started recording that um, uh, the injury was actually just a nerve injury. Like, like a stinger. Like it wasn't a concussion. Oh shit! So, I mean, look, there's going to be a lot, a lot of storylines again that kind of go into this, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, so I mean, look, we're, we're going to be covering the Super Bowl like we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're get, as we're gearing up for the off season, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and, and the truncated Pro Bowl they have planned and everything this year. So I, I think it's going to be look this championship weekend. I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very excited for it. If there was ever a time for anybody out there listening that that doesn't watch the NFL, watch it on Sunday. I think that is the best uh, four teams you're going to get for your money. So, look, um, actually, I heard somebody say last week, and I kind of agree with it, uh, they thought that lineup of quarterbacks was the best ever in a divisional round because you had Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Jared Goff, and uh, who else? Who am I missing here? Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? So those yeah. are the eight best order. I mean, look, I agree with it. Which one of these don't exist, or which one of these don't belong? It's obviously Jared Goff. Yeah, but but uh, but look, I, I think a lot of guys have won um, some playoff games, and they're going to win themselves a little bit of money. So kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to all them. Big shout out to Cleveland, man. They they fought tough, but. Uh, Better luck next year, I mm-hmm. guess, right? So, um, Not better luck, though, is I'm bringing this asshole Shane Stradamus in again. Uh, we do this every week, man. And, and, and again, we Michael was completely lost last week, and, and I said you have to kind of be here to understand it, all right? Shane Stradamus is one of these guys. Uh, he just comes and goes as he pleases, but we ask him to come in, um, you know, just kind of give us a little bit of analysis, kind of see where his head's at. This motherfucker will never elaborate on an answer. So, here we go. I try every week, but uh, we're going to try it again this week. So, uh, Shane Stradamus, are you there, buddy? You have summoned Shane Stradamus? I have. In the last couple of weeks, you've been saying some wild-ass shit. You know, so wild I can't even, like, kind of fathom it right now. So, I'll just get right into it. Shane Stradamus, what is your blazing hot take for this week the trade that sends Deshaun Watson out of Houston will include J.J. Watt so wait a minute you think Deshaun Watson 
and J.J. Watt are going to go in the same trade package? Like they're going to get rid of, of both guys at the same time? Shane Thomas has spoken. Son of a bitch. This motherfucker does this every week. But you know what? J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson in the same trade package? Oh, God. That would be wild. Wouldn't that be wild, Shane? Hmm? What? Oh, for Christ's sake. Wait, what? Uh, your boy Shane... Well, look. Your boy Shane Stradamus was here, and he said that J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson uh, are going to go in the same trade package. I mean, that's a little crazy. That's what I'm saying, right? I was... Oh, fuck. Let's anyway. see. Who is this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. It's it's a long story. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, let's get to the heel. Let's get to the heel of the week and then get the hell out of here, Shane. Uh, the heel of the week's kind of a heel and the face, man. Mm. We we do this we do this occasionally where guys kind of get rewarded on both fronts, um, and this is where it is. So, um, for those who don't know, we alluded to it a little bit earlier. Houston has been having all kinds of problems. Houston, we do have a problem. Um, <laughs> first, you you have. James Harden in the NBA saying, I don't want to play for this team anymore. Then you have Deshaun Watson doing the same thing. Uh, (laughs) James Harden is the heel of the week because he showed up, he threw a fit, he showed up completely overweight, allegedly, and just didn't, just mailed it in, you know? Didn't score 20 points in any games of the Rockets this year. Mm -hmm. So that's the heel of the week. Face of the week is, this motherfucker gets traded to Brooklyn, Takes off the fat suit, apparently, lost 30 pounds in a week, and then puts up a triple-double. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You can't write Hollywood endings that good. That's It's it's a masterpiece. Legitimately on, a masterpiece. Man. I mean, what, what, what a dude, man. Yeah. And again, a lot of these boomers, a lot of these anti-millennials, fuck you, that are going to say, well, this fucking guy, you know what I mean? He's got the world by the balls, blah, blah, blah. Look, motherfucker, all right? If you don't want to be in Houston, if they're so poorly run, you don't want to be there, then why would you force somebody to be there? And I get yeah. your next argument is, well, they shouldn't have signed the contract. Motherfucker, are you going to turn down $100 million? Because I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And and maybe they made false promises. You know what I mean? True. Maybe they, they made promises that, uh, you know, they can't keep. So, so, look, James Harden goes up and he shows up at Houston and he's terribly overweight. He doesn't score over 20 points. Uh, and then he goes to the, to the Nets. Uh, you know, just puts up a triple double while uh, Kevin Durant scores forty one points. Triple double though, thirty two points, fourteen assists, twelve rebounds. That's a Jeez. hell of a line, buddy. That's a hell of a line, man. That's insane. And, uh, I mean, he did he did have nine turnovers, but it was his first game of hey, the team. In the words of Bruce Arians, "No risk it, no biscuit, baby." Yep. And I think that Stephen A. Smith today was spot on when he said. The only thing that showed him is that the Nets are going to go to the finals with or without Kyrie Irving. Yeah. It, although it was, one of my friends actually brought up a good point on this one. Him going to, to the Nets kind of also shoots KD in the foot because it just kind of proves that KD will only ever have a super team around him to, to, well, get, to get anywhere. Which I think – well, well, no, I, I think that that argument ah, – I don't know if I feel it because even though they didn't have super teams, every every team that wins a super every team that wins a championship has two stars. You have Michael and Scotty. Yeah. You got Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like so, 
you have guys on the same team. You know, obviously you have the Golden States and you yeah. have the Miami Heat and you have the Lakers now with Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James. That's like unfair in the West. Yeah. You know, so um look, I think you I think in this day and age a super team is needed to win a title. I do. Mm. I don't think a team can win a championship. Or at least without... a big two. At least a big two. Yeah, exa- exactly. Because the Lakers only have a big two and then the rest of their team are dong water. Whoa. But like Whoa. Look, now that's going to be true. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to uh, James Harden um, enshrinement into the heel of the week. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, kudos. Yeah. Big shout out to yep. James Harden this week. So, thank you, James. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're at the end of the rope here, but make sure you check out the sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Go to wholefastcoffeecode.com and use our promo code HEELTURN20 to get 20% off your entire basket today. Hit us up at Collective Feel at Rain Shiley. Let us know what you thought of this NFL divisional round. Who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? I'd love to hear the takes. Uh, I'd love to hear what everybody thinks. Um uh, look, guys, we're 35 episodes deep in here, and, and the, the reaction has been fantastic. We couldn't have asked for uh, better results than 35 episodes of this, so we really thank you, and we hope that you uh, keep this journey going as we kind of transition to the off season. Uh, we might start with guests next week, uh, have somebody on, talk a little bit of football, and then just talk to them, shoot the breeze a little bit, so we'll have that. Um, but make sure you check us out on Twitter. Make sure you're checking out our other show on the radio network. The the one with the undercard, me and our boy, silky J Johnson talk all things, all elite wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just break down dynamite every single week. Uh, with all that being said, Shane, do you have anything else, man, before we get out of here? Um, yeah, we're going to watch these great games this week. Maybe next show we'll kind of go like in that off, that off week. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a little heel pro bowl maybe okay i don't know okay um see how froggy we're feeling but no yeah um, yeah yeah for sure we got a lot coming down the pike that's mm-hmm. going to be pretty exciting so um we hope that uh you guys join us and uh he is shane riley i am lance augustine and until next time take care of each other take care of yourselves wear a mask do not storm any capitol buildings this week please uh it is inauguration well, that's gonna fall to on deaf ears but Yes, it is. So um, until next week, guys, just stay safe. That's all we can say. And uh, I guess we'll see you there.